0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Happy Fifth Hour to you all. Eric France and Al J. Salzman here on January 2nd, two Fifth Hour?
2: Fifth Hour. Fifth Hour. That's like going to school. What do you got for Fifth Hour?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like uh, going the fifth shop. Hour. Well, I mean, it is five o'clock, right? So it's fifth hour. Shop. I have home ex. Home ec. Dude, did you ever do home ec class?
2: You would have home ec.
1: Dude, I suck. I failed it actually because my because we're supposed to sew a foot or whatever, like sew like a stuffed foot. <laughs> you were supposed to sew a foot. Yes, like a, a stuffed, stuffed foot. Foot. Yeah, and so like, uh, and so I sewed mine. It looked like a duck's foot, and the teacher's like. That's not a foot. It's a duck foot. I'm like, do you have a problem with duck feet? Because I have some. And then I got graded an F on it. I hated <laughs> home ec class, man. I sucked at cooking. Sucked at sewing. All of it. I was bad. And I didn't care. I really didn't care. Eric France and Audrey Salas here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Also 106.9thefan.com. You can also find us on stream or you know, on our podcast, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Just type in the Full Court Press. Uh, Eric's name, my name, you can find all our content. Past and previous shows, press conferences included, even some post-game stuff. Um, and then we also can text into our show at 435-339-0321. Again, that's four three five three three nine zero three two one. One hour in the books, one hour to go here as we get you ready for uh, the weekend that will be, including a big game on Saturday night, the Spectrum. 8 o'clock at night, Aztecs 14-0 on the season coming to the spectrum to face the Utah State Aggies who are coming off an obliteration at the hands of the UNLV running Rebels. 70-53 to is your final score at the Thomas and Mack Center in a game last night where the Aggies just looked absolutely in shambles offensively, looked lost defensively. And as Coach Smith said in his presser, they were extremely undisciplined. Not a word that you hear Coach Smith use very often when it comes to his Aggies, Eric.
2: No, uh, really, it's not. It's a it's a term that he does not really use very much at all. And but I thought it was an accurate description. Uh, they the, the the passes just weren't very sharp getting to their spots. They just seemed a little bit late. A um, couple plays where they didn't hustle back on defense, and UNLV got some transition buckets. Um, they just really seemed out of sync. They just Didn't seem to be quite as dialed in, quite as prepared. Now, a little nuance to this. UNLV's head coach faced Craig Smith uh, back in their days when they were up in uh, South Dakota. Yeah, sure did. And he had a winning record against Craig Smith. So he's very familiar with how to coach against (laughs) Craig Smith and uh, had another successful game at it last night. But I didn't think it was so much what UNLV was doing
1: as much it was, Utah State just 100 percent agree. They here. just weren't making their shots. Yep. Well, I mean, and, and, I mean, yeah. When you shoot two of nineteen from deep, right? Uh, Anderson had one. Miller had the other. Um, when you shoot 17 of 52, 32 percent from the field, and you get out rebounded the way you were. I mean, look, they were out coached, out physical,ed out played. Every single facet of the basketball game. They UNLV beat them to it. Fifty-fifty loose balls. I'm not. And again, I put this on Twitter last night. I'll say it one more time. I'm not questioning the effort of the Aggies. It's there. The effort's there. The execution, sure as heck, wasn't on my uh, in my eyes and on my opinion. I mean, I, I mean, in the second half, you saw what three straight turnovers. Uh, one by Abel, one by Bean, and I think one by Burrito. And then just go into the hole. Like I mean, UNLV UNLV. Went to the hole numerous times, created contact, were able to finish with the foul. Get the harm and the bucket. Go to the line, knock down the free throws. They were, uh, I don't have the final tool stat here on the free throws, but uh, they shot extremely well from the free throw line. They just, I mean, they really outplayed and outclassed Utah State Aggies. Something, Eric, that I just did not see coming at all. I, I, I honestly thought the Aggies might struggle a little bit in the first half with the Rebels, but then run away from them and get out of the Thomas to Mack Center and hide. But that just was never the case. Yeah, They
2: struggled early against LSU, and they struggled a little bit against North Texas. And then eventually they started to figure it out. They made some adjustments, and they got a nice run in the second half, and they were able to take care of business. They were close games, maybe closer than they needed to be. But they got it figured out, and they started to play more aggressively. They shared the ball. They, uh, they made stops. None of that happened last night.
1: And I think that's what kind of crazy part. Weren't you kind of waiting for that one run? Yeah, I was like, okay, where is it going to happen? Yeah, And they had a come. mini
2: run. They did. And they started to get it going. They started to get some back-to-back buckets. They had a little string going there. They were holding UNLV at bay. And then just, like, stopped. And the UNLV countered with their own. It's like, ugh. It's yep. just not going to happen. Tonight, it was is
1: it? it was early in the second half, is what you're referring to. Aggies go on a seven-zero run, and then uh, all of a sudden, UNLV returns the fair by going on an eight-zero run, and took uh, and took a three-point lead, and then really after the Anderson flagrant foul, which really wasn't a flagrant foul.
2: Well, he made contact with the guy's head. No,
1: but the guy was undercut by his own teammate. He's just putting his arm down. Like it's not. You have to understand. Like you have to look at the play itself. And I feel like the first thing and the only thing they're looking for is contact. They're not looking how the contact was made. It was oh, there's contact to the head right there. Let's call it. But after that,
2: targeting in football. Yeah, if you crouch, if you duck, and you still have contact, helmet to helmet. It's not about intent. It's just
1: was there contact. Uh, I feel like after that, the game never got close again. In fact, I only the game was in single digits the rest of the way, if I'm not mistaken. No. Uh, again, Aggies fall to the Rebels. 70-53 to 53 is your final. Uh, some of the numbers from individual players. Justin Bean does finish with a double-double once again. 17 points, 11 boards. He's 7-8 of eight from the charity stripe, but 5-11 from the field. Brock Miller, ugly. 1-7 from deep, 4-12 from the field in 34 minutes. He had 9 points. Uh, he did not shoot a free throw. Sam Merrill was 0-4 from deep, 2-6 from the field, 6-6 six six from the charity stripe, 10 points. I, I want to stop right there. Is Sam Merrill not being selfish enough, Eric?
2: I know you talked. you and I talked about that last week, ahead of the Eastern Oregon game. I don't... Maybe. Maybe there are times where if if nothing else is working he just needs to go make it happen maybe there is a little bit of that and that was a last that was a perfect case where it's not happening that's the opportunity for sam to really go out there and make it happen but even for him it wasn't working
1: i hate twitter <laughs> what i just I'll tell you off air. I just, I can't. I gotta get off Twitter, man. I gotta close this thing. Sorry. <laughs> I can't, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Totally. Re- I just, I saw. I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <all right. laughs> um. It, it, so my, my problem is, is that in a game when they're really needing buckets or needing a guy to go to with buckets, someone's gonna shoot the ball and make shots. Brock Miller goes 4 12. Eric, he took the most shots out of anybody. Sam Merrill is the defending Mount West Conference Player of the Year. He went 2 of 6. 2 of 6 from the field. Brock Miller is 4 of 12. Why isn't Sam Merrill taking shots? Why aren't we saying, why isn't Sam Merrill saying, you know what? We need a bucket. I am the guy to go to. That's where I'm really concerned about this basketball team. We need a guy who's going to say, like, look, we're going to give Donovan Mitchell as much crap as we want, but at least Donovan Mitchell, you know, is going to say, you know what? No one else wants to score. I'm going to score. And if I don't make it, I don't make it, but I'm at least going to give our our team a chance here. I'd like to see Sam Merrill take that mentality and say, nobody else can score right now. I've got to start being aggressive. I've got to find a way to get our team points.
2: And two I, I or six don't...
1: from the field from a Mount, defending Mount West Conference Player of the Year isn't going to do it.
2: No, uh, I know that sounds harsh,
1: but I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, it's more complimenting Sam than it is dissing the team. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, clearly he, he is a focus defensively Oppon- opponents know that if you can frustrate Sam Merrill, there's not a whole lot else that's going to really get going on most nights. Not always the case because there's, uh, other guys that have great nights and uh, can k- keep things going and. Then defenses have to respond to them, which then opens Sam back up again. But, I mean, Justin Bean was making some things happen, which is fairly consistent. I mean, he is what he has been for the last year, the last 12 months. Uh, He has been consistent, aggressive, making things happen, go to the post, uh, track down the board, the rebounds, uh, second chance opportunities. Justin Bean has been consistent uh, every game. Yeah. Um, but there hasn't been a lot else that has been consistent. No. There was a lot of hope that, okay, yeah, Eastern Oregon's not a good team. Um, but Utah State had, did what they were supposed to do and got a lot of guys involved. A lot of guys scored points. Brock Miller went nuts. Uh, he went nuts against, uh, St. Catherine. But in the, the game that followed, he really struggled. And, um, he was one for seven from beyond the arc. Uh, but it's not, I don't want to just pick on Brock because there's a lot of guys that just struggled. No, Alfonso Anderson, Brito was
1: horrible, man. One to seven from the field, 0 oh, three from deep for two points.
2: Diogo on the court a lot of time, but just struggled to, to score points. They need offense from Diogo Brito. He does a lot of other things, but this team needs offense from Diogo.
1: By the way, Utah State is undefeated 21 and 0 in Diogo Brito's career when he scores in double figures. 21-0. and 0. Wow. Uh, That's impressive. 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. Text in with your thoughts on last night's game versus UNLV. What do you want to see? What are your concerns as we get ready for an undefeated Aztecs team running into our house with lots of momentum, lots of confidence, uh, here in the spectrum on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. 435 339 0 Give us your thoughts on uh, the Utah State men's basketball team here. Uh, Eric also, you know, and on the other side, give UNLV credit because they came to play. A team that was desperate, right? 6-8 and eight on the season at the time. They were 2-0 in Mount West, or excuse me, 1-0 in Mount West Conference play. Bryce Hamilton, 20 points on 9 of 11 shooting. is not too shabby. Uh, he was really kind of the runaway guy to help lead the train in, in, for this uh, team. And, and then, uh, I don't know, is it Sheik Mabak Deong? How do you say that name?
2: Diong, I'm just gonna say Diong.
1: Diong, uh, he had time for the rebels, but he had, he did a lot of great work underneath the post. Uh, he this was huge team in the post. is missing Namishketa badly more than we thought we would.
2: I mentioned this earlier. I didn't. This isn't my my thought. I saw this on social media last night, and I'll repeat it again. Sam Merrill may be the best player for Utah State, but Keda means more to the team, and I think we've seen that. Uh, in in some of the games that Utah State has lost, his role was either non-existent or very limited, and uh, I think that you see that how he helps the team in a lot of different ways when he's on the court, and they really missed that. the 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 Aggies just didn't have a strong low post presence. And Justin Bean is a forward, but he's not a low post presence. He I moves agree. all over the place. I mean, yes, he crashes the boards and he makes some things happen in the paint, but he's not a low post presence. And I just, the Aggies missed that. Now, Kuba, I appreciate that he's getting some minutes. He's coming back a little. He only played three minutes. He was a non-factor, really. Uh, Dorius started, but he struggled. So, I mean, they, they just really missed that low post presence that Namish brings. And are, are you surprised really that it last night
1: Doria starts but only plays five? No, plays twelve minutes.
2: Uh, I was surprised that Cuba did not play more.
1: Yeah, Berestow played eleven. He was zero three from the field. Groot from four minutes, one one from the field. He had four. Alfonso Anderson, 19 minutes, 2 or 6 from the field. They just didn't get any help from the bench.
2: No, and I think Craig Smith was trying to find answers. Oh, he, he was trying to find somebody that could bring wall. a spark.
1: Yeah, anything All right, on the wall that would I'm going to try yep. this.
2: Why don't you come in, maybe this combination, something will spark. It didn't happen. All right, let's try this. Let's bring this guy in. And it just never
1: really sparked. 5763 text into our show. Again, you can do so as well. 435 435 435- 3390321 uh, 5763. Eric, he texts in and says, Brock Miller never saw a shot he didn't like. Here's my question. He brings up a good point. W- at what point do you say, Brock, you got to find. I mean, he's the only one really taking shots, but at the same time, if they're not going in, you got to find someone else to do it, but yet no one else will do it. Where do you draw the line at? How do you balance that if you're Coach Smith? <sighs> I, it, it's a tough... It's tough, it's really, tough to call because, it. It's a blurry line.
2: Right. You you want your shooter to have confidence. Shooters got to shoot. If, if they're in a slump, you, you tell them to keep shooting, because eventually it'll hit, and it'll start to roll, and when it's rolling, it's great. But how long do you let that go before you start to say, you're still not hitting? In games that matter, in Division One teams, it's, if it's not happening... At what point do you start to make a
1: change? But what is the change? Yeah, that... There, so what's what's the alternative? There you go. That's a great point. That's a really, really good point you bring up. And, and I didn't think about that. Because you can't go to your bench because they're not going to produce for you. So you might as well just leave Brock out there and let him shoot. And, is that crazy to say? I just don't... Because that's really a good point you bring up. Yeah, I mean,
2: what do you do? Do you have, uh, do you have Alfonso coming in at the four? And Justin Bean? Is he
1: your... Is he your three? You can't have Justin Bean at the three. You've got to have somebody who's going to be somewhat of a threat outside. Brock Miller's that threat. Justin Bean is not a Diogo threat. Brito? You put, insert him into the starting lineup and have uh, Brock come off the bench? I mean, Brito really hasn't lined up the scoreboard himself, to be honest with you. Hmm. That's the problem. That that we're not getting. There's no consistency he keeps things moving around. coming off the bench. Anderson, Groot, From Carvalho, or Cuba, Barristow, and Brito aren't bringing enough from the bench to say... Yeah, they should replace Brock Miller. I haven't I haven't seen one piece of evidence from that yet. So yes, is Brock Miller struggling from shooting? Yes, is his is the green light maybe too green at times? Sure, but again, when Sam Miller, your uh, Sam Merrill, Sam Merrill, your you know defending Mount West Conference Player of the Year is going two to six from the field, which is just mind boggling to me. You might as well you know put put Miller out there and let him fire away see if you can put a dent into it I,
2: yeah I, I don't i don't want to continue to harp on on Brock Miller but it wasn't just the, the the shot selection and not making shots that were problematic last night i agree there were several defensive lapses ball handling lapses it just it wasn't his night. But frankly, it really wasn't anybody's night. Justin Bean was the lone, consistent, bright spot for USU. Everybody else struggled. Everybody. It was not a good night for Sam. It wasn't a good night for anybody else. So uh, there were a lot of guys that just, it just wasn't happening for him. It's just odd. Now, the, the, the thing to keep in mind, the team started out last year in conference play not that great. Got turned around and they finished really strong. I don't think it's time to be jumping ship if you're an Aggie fan. No, but I think there is cause. There's definitely cause for concern in the three losses. Um, two were against good teams that are ahead of them in the net rankings. That have uh, just matchups. They were they were better than USU. UNLV is not better than USU. No. But that's concerning. But occasionally you're going to have a bad game. Everybody has a bad game. I agree. As a team. Uh, There are players individually who have bad games, but sometimes as a team, sometimes as a team, you just
1: don't have it. Uh, 5763 again, Texas, 66 points in the first half against Eastern Oregon in 40 minutes of basketball. Against UNLV, couldn't even hit 60. Just a dud offensive performance. I, I would agree with that. But again, UNLV. Now look, USU is better than UNLV, but UNLV is a heck of a lot better than Eastern Oregon. And it was just one of those nights where, offensively, I mean, it just it wasn't their night. 0108 text in, and he says, Eric, we need consistency with a second wing score. When we are dangerous, but both Brito and Miller are hitting open shots. We are good when at least one of them is hitting their shots. Lately, neither of them are hitting, and last night we see what happened. And, he's, and I like that point. Whether it's Brito, whether it's Miller, whether it's just somebody out of that group, if they can get scoring offensively, then it takes a lot of pressure off of Sam, it takes pressure off the big men, and it gives us a chance to get scoring all around. And and that's the case here. I, I, I like old 108's uh, thoughts there. It's 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 got to be Brito or Miller or even better both.
2: Well, and even Evil Porter. I mean, he's had nights yep. where he's provided some offensive spark. He, one point last night. Yeah, all four
1: from the field, zero two 2 from deep. He got that point from the free throw line.
2: You're right. So, I mean, it was all around just a rough night for USU.
1: But, again, I think you said something really good uh, going back to your first thought. Like, this is not a time to hit the red panic button and to, like, let the emergency alarm sound. It is one loss on the road at UNLV. All right. Yeah. If, if we if we are concerned, it is to be if this if this continues into the middle of the season, then you need to be worried.
2: The the thing that is I think had has has got most people concerned is the timing of this game. It's not the best time to have a dud crap game when you've got the most important game of the season as your next game. <laughs> I mean, if anything. Maybe it gets Utah State more dialed in, more focused, gets them a little salty, as uh, Scott Van Pelt said last (laughs) night, um, in anticipation of San Diego State coming in. But you want to be hitting the notes. You want to be riding a wave of confidence and momentum coming into a game like that. Now there's doubt, there's concern, there's frustration. Hopefully maybe even added motivation. But that was that was surprising just from start to finish. I mean, yeah, there was a stretch there where they tried to make a game of it in the second half, but they just couldn't sustain it. They couldn't hold off UNLV, who had their uh, a run of their own to put themselves back in position, and then they just never relinquished. That crowd got into it. They had the momentum, they had the hometown feel, and they just they ran away with it. And USU couldn't
1: stop it. 70-53 to 53 is your final at Thomas and Mack Center, but not a lot of time to mope about it right now, even for us Aggie fans. It's the Aggies now getting ready for the Aztecs. 8 o'clock, Saturday night, at the Spectrum. If you want to get your tickets, uh, you might want to call right now because they are going and going extremely fast for this game. Uh, in fact, like think about the Nevada atmosphere last year, right, when Nevada came to our house. Maybe times that by who, and that's what you might be staring it's at. That's what it night. should be.
2: Yeah, that's what it should be. It's a big Spectra game. Spectrum Magic, great home crowd. And, and, That'll help those and players again, that have been struggling to find that mojo and we're find not that confidence.
1: Out of it, like we are. I mean, the like losing one game in the Mountain West Conference is not going to cost you the Mountain West Conference Championship. Now, granted, if San Diego State goes undefeated, well, then you know what? Godspeed. You deserve the Mountain West <laughs> Conference Championship. Congrats. I yes. mean, really. But think It'd about it, Eric. Top ten team. Okay, 23 teams have went into the NCAA tournament undefeated. Five of them have won, no, excuse me, seven of them have won the NCAA championship. Out of the 23 that have been undefeated going into into the tournament. Just because you're undefeated doesn't say a whole lot about you going, you don't win the national championship. No. and And you don't win the Mount West Conference championship after one game. So, yes, are we being a little bit harsh on the Aggies after a 17-point blowout to UNLV? Yes, but that's our job. But we are not panicking and saying, well, our season's over before the Aztecs come in here on Saturday night. There's a lot of basketball to play here in the Mountain West Conference season, a ton of basketball. And there will be a ton of adjustments made. I believe in the coaching staff fully. I believe in Coach Craig Smith. I believe in Austin Hanson, Eric Peterson, and the rest of this group, Dave Ragland. It's a great coaching staff. They're going to have their key, these kids ready. That was your New Year's uh, New Year's alarm. It sounded. Everybody heard it. We're good. We woke up. Time to get ready for Saturday night.
2: Okay, Ajay, Coming up on the other side here, there there are implications in a negative way to what happened last night, and it's in the net rankings because Utah State wants to be in that discussion for an at large. So we'll update you on what the net rankings are today after the loss, how it's changed. Utah State wasn't the only team that was near the top of the Mountain West who had a surprising loss and who also took a dive in the net ranking. So we'll update you on that what it means. Also, we'll get into our pick six for uh, for this weekend, the six things we think might happen. Um, uh, intern Adam will read them out for us, and uh, he'll have our uh, tiebreaker question as well. He says, uh, it may come down to that. I don't know. I don't even know. We didn't even discuss. We're like in opposite ends of the building now. So we
1: never talk, That's been great until we hey, come here on the, oh, on the show. Hey, there's an open cubicle space next to you now. I was wondering if maybe I could go grab that spot.
2: Uh, it's, it's called for now. I need a space for the interns.
1: But he's, he's like sitting across. I sit with two interns in there. Yeah. And Rod. I, I can't have and that And two of anymore. those people are like the most boring, quiet people in the world. And one of them is Rod. No, they're very thoughtful, both of them. Thoughtful? Don't call them boring. You haven't sat next to them for two hours. Eric Frantz and RJ Salves here on the Full Court Press. We're going to get to uh, Utah Jazz here in about 20 minutes. David Locke, Rombo on the call in the United Center in Chicago. It's Jastic on the Bulls, 6 o'clock tip-off time. Uh, Eric, we're going to get to your net rankings in just a little bit. We got a really good message from somebody here. 6843, text in uh, on an opinion on this. A new starting lineup, and he explains why. I want to hear it from you, okay? Your starting lineup would be Brito Merrill at 1-2, and two, Anderson at 3, Bean 4, Keta or Cuba at the 5. He says, Porter Miller off the bench. He says, I see Miller as a quarterback-type player. Come off the bench, hit some threes. The offense looks slow. A three-man weave around the three-point line with the people standing around watching. Previously, everyone was moving on the offense and getting open and easy buckets. Flush just went down the toilet, went on Saturday and no one will care what happened yesterday. I could not agree more with that message from 6843, especially that last part. We moved on. Yesterday happened. Saturday's a big one. Everyone's going to move on. But your starting lineup thoughts here with brito Merrill, Anderson, Bean, and or Urkuba. Yes? No? Maybe so. Um, It's an
2: interesting thought because uh, we discussed that a little bit. That Maybe we, it's time for this, this starting lineup to, to be adjusted just a little bit. But Let's not freak out here. There's only been three losses. If this team was mired in a big losing streak, maybe we should be talking much deeper about how to shake things up and change the starting lineup. I think that Abel Porter is is probably better to be there as your starting point guard. I think that the team really took off last year when he came in at, and was the the firm position as the starting point guard.
1: Numbers prove that production went up from Merrill and other guys when he became the starting point guard.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, I think that he is a better facilitator, more consistent in that role than perhaps Diogo Brito would. But uh, um, I wonder if Brito playing alongside him may not be a bad idea. Um, And inserting... Uh, Brito in the lineup in place of Brock Miller. It gives you another ball handler, uh, a good defender. He's got the size and the length similar to, to Miller. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that uh, other than you know, everything else that, that he said. I'd, I'd still keep Abel Porter as a starter, but it, it may be worth considering making that switch. But Brito, frankly, hasn't been very consistent lately either. He's been struggling offensively. He's had some games where he's been a facilitator and he does a lot of other things that don't always show up in a stat sheet, but it's not like he's been great offense off the bench.
1: Alright, Eric, uh, net rankings come out and it's kind of an intriguing thing to when we hear about the net rankings after a win or a loss. This one was significantly bad for Utah State in regards to the net rankings.
2: Right, Utah State had been uh, after the BYU loss kind of in that fit, well in 60-70 to 70 range. And have been slowly climbing back up. Um, They were 38th going into the game uh, yesterday. And with the loss, they've dropped down to 73. Now, they weren't the only team that lost that was up high in the rankings for the Mountain West. New Mexico, they were sitting at 59. They also lost last night. They lost to San Jose. uh, And they dropped (laughs) down to 86. So both Utah State and New Mexico fall in the net rankings. And the reason why this is all important, because you know that discussion about the um, the uh, at-large, San Diego State is in a very strong position to be an at-large team. They probably have a strong enough resume now no matter, well, maybe not necessarily no matter what happens in the Mountain West. They could lose the rest of their games, but that's not likely. But San Diego State's in a position where they'll probably be considered an at-large team no matter what happens in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Utah State, have they done enough? Um... Probably well, Utah State. I, I would think they've done enough. No, to be considered an at large team. No, but they have to now take care of more business in conference. Play. A win
1: against San Diego State fixes that problem.
2: Yes, uh, it doesn't. They're going to fall out. I don't think they're going to get any votes next week in the top 25. <laughs> they might still get some votes if they beat San Diego State on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised to still see them getting votes. But if they, have, if they lose two in a row this week, they're not getting votes. And it may be really hard for them to start getting votes, even if they went out the rest of the year
1: and, crack, and try to crack the top 25. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll get to you who are pick six. But first, it's Nate Kregman this week in the Mount West. This is your Mountain West Basketball update with Nate Crickman. A couple of 13 and 2 teams falling
0: Wednesday night. We start in Las Vegas where TJ Otzelberger gets his first signature win at UNLV as the Rebels blow out Utah State.
2: Quarterback into the front court
0: drives, Porter down the lane, knocked away by Coleman, grabbed by Blair, up ahead Hamilton. Hamilton slam. Dunk! John Sandler on ESPN 1100. Bryce Hamilton goes for 20. UNLV rolls 70-53 over Utah State. The Runnin' Rebels out-rebound the best rebounding team in the Mountain West, 41-29. The other Wednesday upset San Jose State, in 88-85 home win over New Mexico. Chappelle jumping, feeding over to Richard Washington. Pump fake, steps to his left, fires for three. Got it! Three! Richard Washington, the three ball, with six seconds left. Justin Allegri with the call for Learfield IMG College. Richard Washington hits seven triples, goes for 25 points. First conference loss for the Lobos. Number 13, San Diego State, handles their business at home against Fresno State. And Malachi Flynn hits a career milestone. Malachi Flynn, he's two points away from a 1,000 in his career, including Washington State in here. He'll penetrate, layup with the left hand. There's 1,000. Right hand double left hand. Put it up and in off the glass. on a layup by Malachi Flynn. Ted Lightner on extra thirteen sixty. Aztecs win at 61-52 Wednesday afternoon at Viejas Serena to go to 14-0. Your other Wednesday finals, Nevada takes down Colorado State 67-61 in Reno. Jalen Harris staying hot with 20. And Boise State wins their fourth in a row, 65-54 over Wyoming. Tuesday it was Air Force sweating out a 105. 556 non-conference win over uc riverside women's hoops A. wade career highs of 27 points and 15 rebounds unlv a 60 46 road win at utah state and that's your mountain west basketball update i'm nate correctman
1: Thanks, Nate. Full Court Press, Eric Francis and Audrey and Pick 6 coming up next on the 106 on FM, 1390
0: AM. The fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The fan.
3: Uh-huh. What? What?
0: What? What? Uh, on your mark, ready, set, let's go.
1: Eric France and Audrey Stiles here on the full court press, one hundred six on FM, thirteen ninety AM. The fan. We're about nine minutes. We're well about eleven minutes and counting as we get you ready for Utah Jazz tip off with David Lock, Ron Boone, Jazz Bulls United Center tonight, at six o'clock. Jazz looking to make it nine out of ten and to continue to climb themselves up the Western Conference standings, where they were in a bleak position, but now looking spicy after uh, facing some very uh, weak teams, we might say, with the exception of the LA Clippers, of course. All right, it is that time. It is your favorite time of the day. It is. Pick six. Don't forget, you can also participate. Eric will post it on Twitter for you, at France and at Audrey Salvi. And also, text in with us at uh, 435-339-0321. And we'll also post it on our uh, 106.9 The Fan Facebook page. So, hey, about, I was tempted about getting a Facebook page again. I was actually really thinking about it. I... Yeah, I was like this close from getting one. And then I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right, Eric, are we ready? Ready.
2: So you won last week, so you decide. if you want to go first? Do you want me to go
1: first? Well, let's introduce our intern once again, Adam Lurcher here, back uh, joining us. Adam, our intern. Thanks, man. Hey, guys. How are we?
3: I'm great. How about you?
1: We're good. Uh, Adam, uh, you don't want we let well, Adam do the honors. Adam, who do you want to go first?
3: You choose. You know, I think since Aj won last time, I feel like he should go first. Okay, you know, last privilege.
2: Fair Kay. enough. Let's do it. Okay, can, can we actually before we get into this oh, week's geez. pick six, can I award Aj his pick six gift? I mean, Maybe you did well. get me
1: a gift. Is
2: that okay? Might yeah, well. yeah,
1: I got you something. Oh, what'd you get I me? I
2: got you two things. You did? Yes. Okay. Here's the first one. What the hell is that?
1: <laughs> what is this?
2: No, I was thinking of you, thinking something nice. New Year. No, it doesn't go there. It goes over your oh. eyes, Aj. over your eyes. It's a little uh, little sleeping thing, you know, so you can put it over your eyes to Or when I'm better. actually
1: doing a show, I can just put it over my eyes so I don't have to look at you. It's got that leopard print like you remember. Really or when like. I see something funny on Twitter, I can put it over my eyes so I don't <laughs> laugh at it while you're discussing something serious. And then there's something else I got for you. Okay, how long has that been in your desk? You just push pause on my. Oh, you just restarted my Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Music. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That, that has not been in my desk for very long. Warheads, sour dipping, pucker sipping packs. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you get a little sour. so... I do. I do. Yeah. Especially when we talk about the Patriots. Sure.
3: All right. It is time for our pick six Adam the intern. Let it. rip. All righty. So we'll start out with Nevada points versus Ohio. And the potato bowl. The line is set at 21 and a half. Over, under.
2: Nevada points versus Ohio in the and potato bowl.
1: 21 and a half? 21 and a half. I'm going to go under.
2: Um, I'm going to go
3: over. All righty. Uh, moving along, we got which QB will have more passing yards, Cousins or Breeze? Ooh, it's Minnesota versus New Orleans. Breeze, wait, read that line again, or read, read the, uh read the line again. Which QB will have more passing yards? Yeah, Kirk breeze. Cousins or Drew Brees? Breeze. I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins. What? Wow.
2: Okay. Uh, I have he- another pick six gift I need to get rid of, so <laughs> can't imagine <laughs> what <laughs> that's okay. gonna be. It's
3: one way to do it, right? Okay, moving along. We got Utah Jazz bench points at Orlando. The line is set at 30 and a half. Over, under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to take the over. Okay. Will Tom Brady throw an interception this weekend? Yes or no? Versus the Titans, huh? Ooh.
1: I'm going to say No. I think he keeps clean. He's had struggles lately, but I, th- I don't think it happens this week. Yeah, Tom Brady's I say, over. I say yes. Of course you would. You you're a Patriots hater.
3: Yep. Go Broncos. Adam, uh your job is to read the damn line. Sorry. <laughs> I'm give your sorry, you know what the Broncos are doing. <laughs> Dude, no one we're, cra- no one we're doing more crap, no more crap. I'm more than just an
1: intern. Work. We're in the playoffs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so then we got Justin Bean rebounds, the line is set at twelve and a half versus San Diego State. Over, under. Under.
1: I think San Diego State finds a way. Shut him down. Uh, Bean finds a way. I'm going to take over. I'm going to take the over If he does, that's going to be extremely impressive. I'm just saying.
3: Okay. Uh, And then the last one here, we got Carson Wentz, 225 and a half passing yards against the Seahawks over under. How many passing yards? 225 and a half.
1: What do you say?
2: You've been going. No, first. you go
1: first. No, you go. Um, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. Okay. No way! I'm going to take the under. Give me the under
3: on that one. Alrighty, last minute change, no problem. We'll allow it. <laughs> it happens. It's no. in pencil.
2: Okay. Shut it, turn. No, pencils are for <laughs> wussies.
3: <laughs> Okay, moving right along, this is the tiebreaker for If It's Needed, and I decided to go for the Utah Jazz game tonight. Oh. So give me your score, and whoever scores closest wins. I'm going to say
1: 109-81,
3: Utah. Wow.
2: I like the Jazz in this as well. I don't think it'll be quite that wide of a margin. I think it'll be Jazz 117, Chicago... One oh three. All
1: righty.
2: Okay. I think the Bulls can score. They create turnovers. They'll keep themselves in the game because of that. Jazz offense, though, is really hitting very well right now.
3: All right. So recap that for us, for Adam, the intern. Okay. So starting out with Nevada points versus Ohio in the Potato Bowl. The line was set at twenty-one and a half. Uh, Eric took the over. Aj took the under. I'm still gonna get that wrong. Moving along, we got which QB will have more passing yards? And it's between Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees. Eric Turk took Kirk Cousins, and Ajay took Drew Brees. Another one. I'm going to get that wrong. Just to you your thinking. The <laughs> next one was Utah Jazz bench points at Orlando. The line was set at 30 and a half. Both of you guys took the over. Uh, next one was will Tom Brady throw an interception against the Titans? Eric said yes. Ajay said no. Uh, next one was Justin Bean, 12 and a half rebounds versus San Diego State, uh, and it was over under. Eric took the over, and Ajay took the under, and then the last one here, Carson Wentz, 225 and a half passing yards versus the Seahawks. Eric took the over, Ajay took the under, and again for the tiebreaker in case it's needed, the Utah Jazz versus the Bulls score. Uh, Eric said 117 to 103 with the Jazz winning. And Ajay said 109 to 89 with the Jazz winning.
1: All right, Adam. Uh, That's good. Adam, we got you, Adam the intern. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Jazz so far? And uh, do you uh, what do you uh, feel like the game's going to look like tonight?
3: I feel like with the trade for Jordan um, Clarkson that we kind of got a swagger back. You know, I feel like every time the bench would come on, we would kind of lose that mojo. We kind of lost that confidence that our starting players have. So getting him back and having him not be afraid to take the tough shots um, and the shots that are, you know, late in the shot clock, things like that, it kind of brought a confidence back to uh, the bench. And I feel like overall that's just kind of impacted how the bench plays, um, just giving him more confidence and knowing, hey, guys, we practice this for a living. I mean, we can do this. So overall, I think it was an awesome trade. I mean, maybe when it came out, you know, it was a little head scratcher at first, but definitely I think it's worked out, and I think it's going to help the Jazz in the long run. Adam, the intern, thanks for your time, buddy. We'll talk to you Monday. Sounds good. See you, guys. That's Adam,
1: the intern. Grateful to have him. Is uh, have him around. He does great work, actually. He really does. And we appreciate all he does for our show. Uh, Eric, a couple of bowl games to look at right now. Currently in the Gator Bowl, Tennessee, Indiana, scoreless in the second quarter, just starting the second quarter, actually. Cincinnati, all over Boston College, thirty-eight to six is your final. in The ticket, uh, tickets smarter Birmingham Bowl. Judas Priest, thirty-eight six is your final in that. Do yeah, that one. five times fast. Yeah, no kidding. Eric, Utah loses to Texas in emphatic fashion. I mean. Texas just rolls over the Utes. Uh, we got about two minutes here. Are you surprised with the way Utah lost this bowl game?
2: You know, I shouldn't be because whoever loses in the Pac-12 title game loses, loses in the, their bowl game. Oh, and this nine is now, now, by the, the ninth way. ninth straight yep. year that's happened that blows my mind. That should be a Tuesday stat that go. blows your mind. Uh, but honestly, I thought Utah would break that streak. I, I thought that the the sting of missing out of the college football playoff, that they would regroup and go up against a Texas team that's really been kind of up and down, not really great. They've had some games earlier in the year where they looked pretty good. They had some stinkers as well. But I thought Utah was the, the much better team going into it. But, man, Texas came to play, and Utah didn't. They just got embarrassed, could never get any consistency,
1: and Texas just took it to them. Yeah, I'm really surprised myself. Just the the way Winningham cannot get his team ready to play. In fact, it was really interesting that in the postgame presser, Tyler Huntley went on the podium and said it was almost that we actually took a vacation and got ready for a vacation instead of getting ready for a football game. He kind of threw the coaching staff underneath the bus on that one. And Tyler Huntley was not good. Looking too many times to scramble instead of just throwing the ball and keeping his eyes up. Uh, you had turnovers. Just really an overall bad football game by the Utes who, who fall to the uh, Texas Longhorns in the Alamo Bowl. Utah will look to regroup now. New right. Year's Day bowl games?
2: I, I thought the Rose
1: Bowl was fantastic. Oh, yeah! Oregon, Wisconsin turned out to be a Danny, despite some weird officiating calls. Jazz Bulls at the United Center. That's all coming up. David Locke, Ron Boone. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You are on the full court press. Same station, same time. Coming up, Jazz Bulls now.